Episode 110. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. You know, I've been getting nosebleeds and I've been thinking of some time. Is that bad? And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. Sing with us, people. Exciting and new love. Come aboard. We're expecting you and love. Oh, Robert Bond was in this episode. Life's sweetest reward. Reward. <laughs> you know, at the beginning where they're doing the winking at the yes. It floats back to you. To you. The love boat soon will be making another run. Part of the boat crew. The love boat, Captain Stubing, promises something for everyone. Set your course for adventure. Your mind on a new romance. Oh, it's GoPro. I was like Isaac. Won't oh, he'll be up in anymore. There he is. Your bartender. Yeah, you did it just, you timed it. Much right better there. than an open sore. <laughs> oh, and this is where they had Vicky, the, um, uh, uh, she was precocious. Yeah. Alright. So this episode's about now that's, that's how you start an episode there, boys and girls. Let's Welcome talk about let's talk about our sponsors. The half first. hour wasted Excellent. episode one hundred ten. The Valentine's hey, Day episode. I know something I love. What? Sponsors. Yeah? Oh yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. We got one? We're sponsored by Frank's bread shop. Oh! Yay! Man, well I gotta tell you, we uh-huh. got loads of bread for you. We got Dale. We got week old. We got month old bread. Just come on down. We'll set you up. You Good prices, what? too. Excellent prices at Frank's Bread Shop. If you have a camper in your driveway, you can chalk it with the month old bread. There you go. If you uh, if you have hogs you need to feed, come on down and get some, you know, month old bread. Feed the you, know hogs. What the, you know what the common denominator of all Frank's Bread is? I don't mean the lowest common denominator. I just mean the common denominator. Yeah. Frank's Bread is made with love. That is true. Just pull it all back. Just kind of wrap it all up in a big synergistic ball. So we're going to project in the future, but Mm -hmm. pretend it's the past. How was everyone's Valentine's Day? Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) How was everyone? My uh, my date with Lisa Loeb went very well. Her husband did not mind at all. I was about all. to say, her Baby. husband didn't mind? No, he was there. It was That's very excellent. awkward, but you know. Was I wasn't right. going to bring up a sore subject, but since you did, 
Yeah, Frank, Lisa, Lisa Loeb got hit. Frank got served. <laughs> My little Lisa Loeb. Want some fries with that? Yeah. You got served. I got served. Did you, did you pack a lunch? Because you got schooled. <laughs> Just, I need aloe for that burn I just got laid Have on. you ever seen Flight of the Concords? Uh, no, but I oh, want to. Darn it. Okay, they've got a, uh, they've got a, an ongoing oh. joke where they're one groupie, uh, will go out to dinner with, uh, bandmates uh-huh. at one time or another, and it always turns out that her husband is, uh, sitting at a table, uh, a couple of tables over. Oh, that's funny. Yes. I got to see that. Awkward. I got to see me now. Awkward. Yeah. Y'all, uh, that's, that's a, a good sign for y'all to go out and get you. Some HBO, so you can get some flight of the, the real sponsor is Discount Comic Book Service. Oh, no way! Yeah, DCBService.com. Get your monthly uh, comic book needs d- shipped directly to you. Fantastic company, family owned. I've had really, you know, whenever I had a, a small issue, I just write an email. Boom, taken care of. Done. You get a discount on most of your books, mostly 40% off Marvel and DC books. Fantastic. Sometimes big-time specials, like 75% off. Well, I know occasionally they'll they'll throw one at you gratis. Yeah, I've, that's actually, like... I've actually um, been given a, a couple of free comics. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. Considering otherwise it costs like $18. Highly recommend it. Now, I've said in the past, I'm going to go ahead and fess up to something. I've said in the past no. that because New Avengers was... Or Dark Avengers was being bumped up to three ninety nine. Okay, that I wasn't gonna yeah. purchase them. I love both of those books. Oh dear! And because the only reason I'm going to continue to be able to get them is because of Discount Comic Book Service. So cool. Take it or leave it. So hey, I haven't uh, used that one in a while. Haven't used that your your catchphrase. Take it or leave it. <laughs> oh, I wonder if I have DCBService.com. So I told Joey Q that uh, the only way people can afford his comics these days. Did you used to have that as DCBS. a clip, didn't you? Take um, it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Um, yeah, I may, I may have at some point. <laughs> um, you know, Joe, hey, man, Joey Q's got a boat payment to make. Come on, man. Oh, hey. got to give him his money. No, I used to have a list of approved. Shocked. Shocked. And offended and, and hurt. I, I used to have a list of uh, approved compliments that uh, women could use about me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have it on this computer. Oh, it, it was a uh, um, well. Where we used to work, we used to have very lovely ladies come into our building all the time. And the makeup artist, I love you, Maru, uh, mm-hmm. She used to. Uh, I, I gave her you. this list and go. If there's a girl I like, I'll do this symbol, which is hands over the head and stuff, mm-hmm. and then pull out the list, and you can say anything on that list. And they resulted from, hey, you know, I heard Frank can lift very heavy things over his head. To um, to uh, I heard Frank saved a whole bunch of puppies from a burning building once. Mm. I heard Frank can jog a mile in just under 15 minutes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That one didn't go over well. No. So are we going to talk about what? love? I love you. The ladies don't like joggers? I love you. <laughs> I love both of you hey, guys. Hey, you know what? Neither do I. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? This right. music right here, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Humpty Dance, mm-hmm. there's a line yeah. in it where he goes, uh, he goes, I was kind of hoping the music would kick in a little bit. Here we go. Uh... Is stupid. I shoot an arrow like Cupid. That's just one of the. It just reminded me of it. So, um, all right, stop what you're doing. I'm sorry. So, do you, guys, do you guys have I special plans for Valentine's Day? Um, I plan to cry a lot. Mm-hmm. That was for my brother. He knows what Aww. that is. I plan to cry a lot. Some more nacho libre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Um, 
Well, my significant other will be busy with children. Okay. So, um, you know, maybe I'll stop by and say mm-hmm. hi, that kind of thing. Yeah. How, about, how about you, Bill? My significant other will also be busy with children. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you and I can go out to dinner then. Hey, do you have a... Well, I mean, I think I'm going to be busy with the same children. So, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a standing date with a group of friends called the Lonely Hearts Club that we have done for the past four years. Dude. It's all my single friends, and we get together, and we have Chinese dinner in Addison, Texas, with the mayor of Addison. Honestly, the mayor? Yes. Now, he's not sitting at her table. It's Impressive. at his restaurant. But he comes by, and he goes, <laughs> ah, the Lonely Arts Club Band. Wow. Does he so, speak with that accent? Uh, he's Asian. He's Chinese. In Texas? Yeah. In fact, I, well, Yeah. <laughs> I used really? to I used to keep we used to call it our uh get out of jail free card. It was one of his business cards that has okay. the city seal on it and stuff. But th- that okay. is usually what my new uh you know, if I'm not dating anyone at the time, which apparently the last four years I haven't been. Okay. But yeah. um well, actually let me think. There's at least four people in that group of about twelve that are dating someone. Well, I'm trying to remember who, but someone uh wants uh Is this the theme song for the Lonely Hearts Club? No, we just get rip roaring crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Good adjective. (laughs) We Chinese. Then you run around the restaurant defying laws of physics. Right. (laughs) Dropping anvils on each other. (laughs) Strapping rockets to your feet. So you want to do this? You want to talk about things we love? Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? And I have to start it because of the way it. We have scheduled it to go because yes. we're going to talk about okay. we're gonna no, talk no about, secret. We're not going to no talk, talk about Lost. We're going to talk about Lost, which is on third on my list. Okay. Hey, we, little man. We got a up? pantless little oh, man boy. walking in. What I wouldn't give. To, He's my to diaper able, dandy, baby. What I wouldn't give to be able to walk around every day with no pants on. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, you can do it, boy. Step one: keep your job up. Sage, <laughs> Sage, what do you love? What do you love? No. no. Do you like Spider Man? Hey, do you like Spider Man? Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. 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 Do you like Batman? Batman. Batman. All right. <laughs> what are you going to say? Is that funny? Is that funny? Do you like trucks? Oh, f- <laughs> We'll edit that out. Love no true. You did that on purpose. You knew exactly what happened, and you did it on purpose. <laughs> Brad sabotaged the St. Valentine's Day podcast. I'm going to leave all this in, but bleep it. <laughs> unless, you, unless you request me to remove don't the whole thing. Don't you dare. Don't you dare beep it. <laughs> you said don't beep it? The professor just walked in. You want me to remove it? No, I all? think you should give him full credit. Want me to remove? One, hey, one of these days, he's got to learn how to take responsibility for himself. And yeah. Do you want me to remove that section or just bleep it? No, you can, you can keep the whole no, thing. It's not going to be I'll have to bleep it. Sage, who's the president? Sage, who's the president of the United States? That's Barack Obama. Really? He was not letting go of that microphone. God, he's going. He's like Bill Jr. I got, I got my own, buddy. I got my own right here. Bye, bye. Bye, Sage. Go put some pants on. Thank you, buddy. Oh. Oh. Oh, we'll, yay. We'll, we'll, check, we'll check in with you later. Love you, buddy. Hey, how old? Sage, how old are you? You're two. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Sage. Little All man. Right. 
Well, so that takes care of my list. Uh, <laughs> what's number one on your list, Frank? Uh, the, w- the first thing on my list that I love. Uh, these and, are geek-related things. Yeah, and you, you know, know what? I'm I sorry to say. interrupt. Okay. But some of my dad's friends were over um, <clears throat> at his house. My dad recently had knee replacement surgery. That's right. Did okay. they let him keep the knee? No. Gross. Actually, what they did was they just... They they cut like from here to here, straight mm-hmm. down the knee, pulled it open. They moved the kneecap over. Mm-hmm. There was no muscle cut whatsoever. Okay, good. And what they did is they basically trimmed off the top of the. Uh, this is the femur. No, this is the femur. Yeah. And this is the, the tibia and fibula. Is that right, or is that in the arm? I'm afraid I don't know. Doesn't matter. Frank, the bottom half. They, they just kind of rounded it. Okay. Okay. And the the bottom, uh, the bottom half also they rounded it and then they put like. This metal alloy joint, joint, joint. In wow! There. Drew a hole in. They glued it in both ends, and so now he's got a metal knee. Wow! He may cool. or may not set off. Um, he's got one of those ID they, cards. Yeah, they give him a card. Yeah, well, not yet. He may or may not set it off. Um, but I've taken to calling him Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Austin. Austin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw but, pictures of him on your Facebook, and he yeah. he he was. He was rocking and rolling. He's doing well. He's doing very well. Um, the only reason I brought all this up was because some friends came over to see him. Right. And I use the word geek in, in the way we understand geek to mean. Yes. And this older gentleman, 60-something, he wasn't, you know, that generation doesn't use the the word geek the, the way we do. Right. So I, it was very hard to explain to him what I meant by geek. Well, what was his interpretation of geek? Um, he, he It was an insulting word. It. I have seen it used by carnies to ins- to uh, insinuate someone of low intelligence who usually do something for money. Well, so what? How's that I'm different? I'm going to look us? that up. <laughs> well, we will spend money on. We don't. We won't do things for money, but we will spend money on anything. What's Speak number one yourself. on your list, then, Frank? Oh, okay. Number one on my list is. These are things I love, and and yeah, you know, I I find this hard because. I, I don't. I have trouble using that word love, but these are things I like a whole bunch. These are things that make me happy. Go ahead, Joe. So, okay, the Matt Groening universe, everything from the Is Hell series, okay, which he started off with, to Futurama, is that the name, that to the, the name of that strip. Uh, yeah, Love is Hell, Life is Hell, uh, oh, Work okay. is Hell. Right, right, right. Uh, Futurama and The Simpsons. Uh, I get so happy. I can see myself being a very, very old man. And watching that and just laughing because I still watch it in syndication and I cannot tell you just how much joy the Simpsons, Futurama, and those hell books bring me. Fantastic. Access denied. <laughs> Billy Boy, what do you love? Oh, I'll stay with the TV theme. No. There'll be a new Barnard Gumble. I'm working clean and sober. Congratulations, Barney, and enjoy your grand prize, a lifetime supply of duff beer. Oh, I just it to my veins. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide. There are two two TV shows I love very, very much, but the one I'm going with is the one I've been watching lately, Justice League Unlimited. Oh, isn't that good? I'm a big fan, baby. I'm a big fan. Have you gotten to the Superman Shazam fight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is good. No, I have yet to, and to It's watch, interesting, yeah. I've yet to watch any of those Justice League cartoons, with the ex- exception of the occasional episode back at TWL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've not 
sat down and watched them all the way through. The original first couple three seasons of Justice League, uh, when it was just the uh, just the seven, yeah. just the original seven, and all the episodes are two parters. I think there may be one three parter in the in the bunch somewhere, but uh, all the episodes are two parters, and those are are awesome, but. They don't do for me. I mean, I just I feel like a little kid when I'm watching the Justice League Unlimited because most of those are single one shot episodes, and they they have, you know, the the pantheon. I mean, they they have, and, and there's no mention of other super teams. It's all Justice League. But I mean, they've got you know, uh, I just watched an episode that had you know Doctor Midnight and Hour Man and Doctor Fate and all the JSA guys are there, and you know just. You know, Hawk and Dove, and and you know everybody's there. Did you have you seen the episode with the uh, with the um, Thanagarians invading? Um, you know, I think that might have been uh, that maybe Justice League. Just yeah, Justice I League? think that was the very end of the second season God, of Justice is, that League. That is a good story arc. Well, and they keep that story arc going for a while too, because mm-hmm. uh, Shara, Hawk Girl, is kind of an uh, an outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no one trusts her. Yeah, no one trusts her for I mean a good season or two. It, it seems mm-hmm. like. Because uh, they're still dealing with the ramifications of that in the last season of JLU, so mm. that show rules. And I love the uh, I love the opening. Um, I, I love the opening sequence. I think the animation's cool. The music is good. Let me see um, if I can find it. It's well done. And you get the great Kevin. You know Conroy is you know the voice of Batman, and you know it's just it's just the way it should be. Um, just it's just one of my favorites. Mm. And I love it. I'm not afraid to say it. Oh, Here I have the intro. I love it. I'm gonna play it. This is. This uh, this key change that happens about uh, five five ten seconds in mm-hmm. just awesome. This is Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Greatness. I, lo- I love Earth's world. Man, what is not great about that? That is so awesome. <laughs> It just that fires me up, man. It's like listening to Limp Biscuit or something. Is Justice you know? League Unlimited on DVD? Oh yeah, I've got it all. You have them? I've got it all. Well, yeah, they're out next I, to TV right now. Why don't I start borrowing them? Yeah, do that. Um, They'll make you happy. Bro. Yeah, the, what okay. you're looking at right now is the two actual Justice League seasons. I've got the Justice League Unlimited out next to TV. So, does the Unlimited show play off any storylines in that? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. The Justice League of Amer- uh, Justice League of Amer- Justice League. Mm-hmm. There, there are elements that come back. To yeah. haunt it in the Injustice League. Yeah, like the, the Thanagarian stuff. Why don't I start with that? That's totally cool. Is that worth watching? Yes, very much so. Uh, in fact, you should probably start there. Um, I do need to make sure, though, because a couple of those discs got uh, got attacked by my child, and so I've got what supposedly is a, a fixing agent for scratched-up discs, and I may need to check that out before you respond yeah, with I, them. Yeah, I kind evening. of... Um, I think I kind of file that in the same category as mm-hmm. uh, up converting from yeah. standard def to high def. Can't make something out of that's something that's not there. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, up converting is interesting, but you know what? An up converting DVD player is no better. Just this is for all you consumers out there is not one iota better than a regular DVD player with component out or HDMI out. Or I something. think you're 100 percent correct in yeah. that. In fact, I, I I had an old DVD player, an old. Panasonic. It was a five disc. I had the component outs on it. Um, it looked awesome. I went and bought an up converting DVD player um, to replace it, and I thought to myself, um, "Okay, I see no difference." Mm. Um, and I'm I'm not a big fan of the voodoo science that somehow 
gets <laughs> one thousand eighty lines of resolution in there. I just I flat out don't believe it. I think it I think it's uh it's just is it Toshiba that owns the rights to DVDs? The the uh, I think it's just them trying to save their. I butt. thought it was Philips. Phillips or whoever owns the the DVD technology. Okay. By the way, here here's a scene from <laughs> Superman versus Captain Marvel. You can't just. Oh my god. That's it. No more Mr. Nice Guy. That's Captain Marvel. Nice. And Captain Marvel just sword Superman right there. Doesn't Captain Marvel go uh, Kingdom Come on him at one point? He starts jamming yes, him. He does. He does. Yeah. Uh, here they go. They're gonna hit. Is this unlimited? Yes. Indeed, it is, sir. And this is where all heck breaks loose. Even for a cartoon, this is all heck. This is. I'm, I'm telling you, man. This Justice League Unlimited is just the cat's meow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that series is gone. Anyway. That's uh, boy, I was Justice too. Justice League Unlimited is not on the air anymore. No. Correct. Why? Why? Well, it's the same reason that Teen Titans went off the air and, you know, Batman and Amateurs went off the air and probably went off the quit air. While you're just, ahead? I guess. I, well, I think, um, the Justice League, Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited, uh, had a five year run. Oh, yeah? And so I think that's what happened. It had its five year run, mm-hmm. just like the Teen Titans, just like so many others. It had its five year run and then it bowed out. Why? I have no stinking idea. You know, I, I would I mean, say it's probably like a marketing type of situation where it's just kind of okay th- this had a lot of success now let's yeah. create something new something well, different new toys and see what i don't like get that. is you know and and i could i could uh, file the teen titans cartoon in in the same boat with this i mean i just i don't understand you had such a good thing going um you had plenty of material it, this was not getting stale in any way shape in or form anyway. you could i mean obviously you know, if you want to borrow from you know comics continuity, uh, not to mention everything else, the leg there, the leg there, Frank. Um, uh, I mean, you could keep going forever. You keep going for. I mean, you could you could outpace Gunsmoke. You know, you could do forty <laughs> or fifty seasons if you want to, but you could certainly do more than five. Yeah, I, I, you know, they had their their wonderful continuity that yeah. I liked, and it was so clean and simple and different, and and you know, it's the I, same but different. What I would not have given, or wait. Uh, what I would have given for uh, five seasons of JLU. What wouldn't you have given? Is that is that right? I what think that's a double negative, given? and I'm what trying to logic given? this out. And uh, what would you not? What have would done? I not have what would given? You not have given. I would not have given. Um, um, I think we understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. You know, so few people can really speak with. Yeah. Pizzazz, yeah? As I, I you know. I just, I not have way. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, uh, Geek, a carnival performer, often billed as a wild man, whose act usually includes biting the heads off live chickens or snakes. Wow, so Ozzy was a geek. Nobody knew that. <laughs> or a person often of an intellect bent on, bent who is disliked. Hmm. I don't like bent that one either. Bent? Yes. A person often of an intellect bent who is disliked. Bent. What does that's that that's uh, Merriam-Webster. This is Webster. basically telling us, okay, people hate us because we're smart. What a drag. I guess. Well, and it's there's you know there's no rule that geeks have to be smart either. I mean, let's not make that faulty assumption. No, I know oh, some well. geeks that aren't smart. Yeah, and stinky. It can happen. I know. Stinky geeks. I took a shower, but sometimes it just doesn't make a difference. You go to a couple of cons. You there's, smell some stinky. Geeks. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason I left the windows open for days. <laughs> Okay, Brad. You want to start bringing in a fan or something? How about that? <laughs> All right. 
I just will go <clears throat> on record as saying nothing in my list is going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one on my list following the TV show theme would be the oh. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes. Great. <laughs> nothing brings me as much joy yes. as watching that show or listening to it while it's playing on my iPod while I'm driving. Um, I just, I, there, I don't know what it is about that show. Unfortunately, I can't share my joy with my kids because it's not <laughs> appropriate for children at all. Um, they know about it. They know of it. They've seen the sticker on my truck. You know, yes. they've seen a shirt I have, <clears throat> but I, I, I don't know why I like it because the show most the time does not make any sense. So you should have yeah. loved Final Crisis. I knew somebody was going to. As soon as I said, <laughs> as soon as I said that, blow me up, dog. As soon as I said that, I knew. Okay. No, but I, I, I mean, are you just trying to say that it's very random in its humor? It's extremely random, and <clears throat> the personalities on the show are just. Like, Shake is the biggest jerk in the world. <laughs> Funny. And he pushes it past the point of, you know, to where he he's endangering his own physical health. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's happened more than at once. At one point on the show, he actually <laughs> like, tried to get cancer. No, wait a minute. I'm, now I'm mixing up two plot points. <laughs> oh, Meatwad was playing a video game called Video Ouija. That's right. And Shake wanted him to stop playing it. So what he did was he killed himself so he could actually get in the video game and, and totally mess with him. burn yeah. Meatwad. And just mess with him. But after that happened, he's in the game. Meatwad decided he was tired of the game, so he didn't want to play it anymore. And then there was That's this baby that was crying the whole time. He's inside the game, and Shake's like, I'm not good with kids! <laughs> it's just like you said, it's random. I don't know how they they come up with, with these. What about the time he went down to Costa Rica and got himself uh, got himself nasal implants and a tan and uh-huh. chin implants? Chin, oh. just, <laughs> it was actually so who's your favorite? who's your favorite character on there? Well, it's got to be Carl. It's got to be Carl. It's got to be Carl. got to be. I mean. That's right! There, and uh, I told you he is in Booster Gold. Yeah, you tell me that. Yes, that I, got, I got to remember to bring that showcase. You've you got to show us that. that is a popular source of information. <laughs> Darn Meatwad, right. of course. Great Meatwad. L O L I M H O colon parentheses. I I don't have <laughs> a Frylock quote. Oh, let's do this thing. Light this candle. And what I think what impresses me most yeah, about Frylock's the show, the straight man. It's yeah, okay. he's the straight. He's the straight man. Mm-hmm. What impresses me most about the show is one of the creators and writers, Dave Willis. There's two main guys: Dave Willis, Matt Malaro. Okay. Dave Willis does multiple voices on the yeah. show. He does Carl. He does Meatwad. He does uh, Ignignot, the Green Moon Knight. Yeah. Right. Um, the big one. He does like just random characters whenever they need like a normal human voice. Yeah. Like. He does like a carnival announcer, or he'll do, you know, a, a bar, uh, like a manager at a bar trying to tell people to get out. Come on, let's go! But he can do that, but then he can do, he can do this voice, and he can do Meatwad, and he can do. It, it's just, you can tell they have so much fun on this show. Even though 
when you're watching it, you're going, this is like one of the dumbest things ever. No, it, it's it's a show, to borrow from Seinfeld, it's it's the aughts version of a show about nothing. Yeah, it literally is. It literally is. And, you know, at the, in the first season, the first few episodes, they always had the, oh, we're detectives, we got to solve a case. Yeah, it lasted, what, three episodes? Well, they even comment. He goes, well, you know, we, well, we're not really detectives anymore. It didn't work out for yeah. us. We weren't. But the only way that they could get the show made, Dave and Matt, was to pitch to, to Cartoon Network this, this group of foodstuffs is they're detectives. <laughs> the crime stoppers, man. Yeah, and so they, you know, they solve crimes in our, in the episodes. And, and the execs can, can, can hold on to that. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll try it. You know, the episodes are only 10. <laughs> okay, fast through the solve minutes crimes. each. I, I can do that. And Frank and I went to see the movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, we saw it like opening day, the first showing. Mm-hmm. How many people were in the theater? Couldn't tell you. I mean, maybe fifteen. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much of a show. And wow. Frank and I were just laughing. Our everybody in the theater. <laughs> Those were true fans who were there first yeah. night. You or either first love day. the show and you get it. Yeah. Or you watch it and you go, "What in the world is this?" <laughs> I mean, I literally don't know anybody that's like, "Yeah, that show's okay." I've only heard, "I can't stand it," or "God, I love that show." It it's like if, I mean imagine describing it to somebody it's like well okay it's the, it's a shake a meatball and French fries who live next door to this guy and they have adventures that's basically what what it is yeah that's but it's, much it's, it's so much there. more but that's I mean that's the nutshell can you imagine that that pitch session it's saying that it yeah. wouldn't go anywhere no and they'll well, be looking but like... again this is at William Street you know and they've just they've just done space ghost coast to coast they've turned space ghost into a talk show host which uh they've done sea lab which was sublime yes, by the way sublime oh dear yeah that was a great and then great they show. come out with this thing called the aqua teen hunger force and i would like to point out that aqua teen hunger yes. force is the only original cartoon mm-hmm. the original adult swim cartoon yeah that is still on the air it's been what six years about there are six dvd volumes out what are you singing it's the Adult Swim theme. Oh. Doom, 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 but doom, doom. I just, I love I that just, theme I just that you either get it or race. you don't, mm. and that show makes me happy. It does. Like, it. like Simpsons makes Frank happy, Aqua Teen Hunger Force makes me happy. Yes. And I find myself quoting lines from it all the time, and like I said an episode or two ago, I'm building a Carl soundboard with all these <laughs> great quotes. <laughs> I'm just, uh, it just makes me, and my kids... They tend to like a lot of the things I like. Okay. Maybe because Daddy likes it, it's cool. Yeah. And I, I just wish, like yet. I said, I wish I could share the joy with them. But yeah, you can't. You can't yeah, I guess you can't do everything. But Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I love it. Okay. Nice. Um, mine, I can keep short and sweet because I've talked about it so much. Uh, Star Wars and New Hope, original one. Oh yeah, yeah. love course. it. It's just it, it makes me again. It makes me happy. It is. It is the ultimate geekness for me. If we were picking uh, more than three, mm-hmm. that would definitely be on my list. Ooh, I've got but like I left seven it off on my list. I left it off because um, it's a given. Yeah, but I understand you're you're wanting to include it. Hundred percent. Um, okay, from the music category, um, I am a huge fan, and this is a this is not a guilty pleasure. I don't feel guilty about liking these guys, though it's it's they're not real mainstream. But uh, I love me some Jamiroquai. And I love it. I love it. I love it. They are. Uh, it's. Well, I describe them as British electro funk. And um, you know what? Um, people 
I think few people have heard of them. Um, yeah, I mean, if you've seen it, there's a couple movies that they've had, you know, songs in. Um, they had one or two songs that were kind of big uh, back in back in the '90s, which uh, I think were not their their best uh, efforts. And um, yeah, I just I think there's everything to love about uh, about them, and there'd be uh, the lead singer J.K. Um, had originally tried out uh, to be in the brand new Heavies, mm-hmm. uh, which is another uh, British electro funk uh, group um, of the uh, uh, late '80s and '90s, and uh, he was turned down. Um, and so he decided to start his own group and turns out that in my humble opinion, they're better than the brand new heavies anyway. Um, but I just, I've always had a uh, soft spot in my heart for, uh, the British, uh, uh, the British funk type stuff. I mean, I'm not necessarily, you know, Beatles and Oasis and all that. I mean, yeah, I like Beatles. I like Oasis. I don't mm-hmm. have a problem with them, but what really turns me on is kind of the, uh, the, just that, that cool, edgy, dancey, nutty kind of stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, is it the, uh, is it kind of the repetitiveness or is it the, um, no, it's, it's the, it's the dance beat. Dance beat? I guess. I mean, I'm, I don't think, um, I don't think it's a, uh, you know, I'm, which is odd because I'm not really a dancer. So, you know. Do you ever dance when you're alone? Like, hey, I'm gonna yeah, put on some fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh boy, that's uh, you need to start uh, hitting that Alt F four button. You know over what? And over again, don't you? I may. We may actually have to stop. Really? Yeah. I accidentally clicked on the um, yeah Internet Explorer icon uh-huh. instead of iTunes. Uh-huh. Okay. And what is the, it doing to the, you? The, right the homepage now? on Internet Explorer is yeah. set up to access the FTP server at work. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's not. You're not at work. Well, it's yeah. It's not. I'm not connected <clears throat> to that network. So it literally has opened about 30 windows. It's going it says, insane right now. Yeah, it says cannot display, and instead of just sitting there, mm-hmm. it tries again. No, I thought opens. you used Firefox though. Well, for this particular situation, I have to use Internet Explorer. It's it's an odd thing, okay. but <clears throat> yeah, this will continue to literally open up. Internet Explorer windows until I shut the computer down. Okay. Can you go oh. on to your part or, do we, or should we pause right now? Well, you know what? Um, let me think. No. Well. So you're going to outpace <clears throat> it with the Alt F4, 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 F4? <laughs> no, it won't. It won't. Uh, I've, oh, tried you know outrace, I've tried to outrace. I've tried to outrace. I have done that. I'm going to try it right now. It doesn't, it doesn't appear to be working. The pop-up windows. It doesn't appear to be working at all. I can do it. I can click faster no than doubt. the computer. What about Control R? Is that hooking you up? No, not so control much. Control delete. I uh, think. Control de- tilde. I don't know what it could mm, do, but I'm what sorry. could help? What? Good. We're Good. gonna have to pause. Way to reference okay. that. We will g- be back right after this. All right, sorry about that. I'm not better, does I'm not really sure what happened with that. that was... But you got it fixed. Yeah. Zoe just said the most precious thing because Zoe, uh, Bill's daughter's in here. She uh, she wandered in, and and, uh, and, and Bill explained yeah. to her what the show is about this week. And well, I told her that uh, this is the Valentine's show, and that we're talking about things we love. And uh, I asked Zoe if she had things that she loved, and her answer went like this: You. Yeah. Oh, and she's giving her dad just a huge hug. Oh, that is pretty sweet. There is so much love in this room. So I've got a, uh, I've got an almost seven-year-old kid sitting on my lap right now. This chair's not that comfortable, but uh, that's <laughs> she not has really a fever the point, too, is it? Doesn't she? Yeah, she just it just happened. 
Yeah, so I'm sorry. We'll keep the windows open and uh, okay. make sure she doesn't cough on any of you gets. Okay. She looks yeah. like she's doing good. Yeah, it's just a cold. Yeah, it could be. It could be worse. Thank you. Thank there you, you go. You're covering up. That's good. That's right. I'm sorry you don't feel good, Zoe. You going? But you're going to school tomorrow. Hey. Right? No, I'm not. The Yay. only prescription. The only prescription is more cowbell. Good point. Can you Take say it? Yeah. The point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there we go then. So we left off on you, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my, and you know what, I dead gum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My um, second <laughs> item on the list. <laughs> Don't is, touch that browser. Is, again, uh, not a surprise. Mm-hmm. And what does Sage love? Sage, <sighs> what do you love? I don't know. He loves trouble. TT. What? He loves trouble and interrupting. And, and he loves Thomas. Hey, yeah, that's professor's true, wearing Zoe. Smurfette pants. That's yeah, yeah. You should see the Smurfette top she wears. Very nice, very nice. That's not on my list of things I love, but just because I'm trying to keep it a family show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second thing on my list is not a surprise at all, and this is my. <clears throat> I love the whole franchise, but this is my favorite moment in the whole franchise. How long after we're declared overdue can we expect a rescue? 17 days. 17 days? A week. Hey, man, I don't want to rain on your parade. We're not going to last 17 hours. Those things are going to come in here just like they did before, and they're going to come in here, and they're going to come in here, and they're going to get us. This little girl survived longer than that with no weapons and no training. Right? (laughs) Why don't you put her in charge? You better just... (laughs) <laughs> great line. And what was Bill that, pa- Brad? That was from Aliens. The great Bill Paxton. What to put her in charge? Last night, I saw the play, The Star, the star Spangled Girl. And is that something you love? Mm. Did you love it? A little bit? A little bit? A little bit? Okay. Were you sick last night? No. Not so much. She's doing a lot of tongue sticking out. Yeah, we're we're kind of uh, we're kind of practicing that. I I showed her that a few uh, years ago, and I regret (laughs) it. So, my my humble apologies, y'all. Yeah. Well, I love you too, Zoe, and uh, thank you for being with us. And we will get together and do this again real soon. Bye, Zoe. Like maybe after we're done taping. And turn around, Brad. Let me get a little. There you go. Good job. So the I've, so the uh, Alien franchise. The Alien, and I'm going to lump Predator in there also. Uh-huh. I love the Aliens. I love the Predators. I love the Alien versus Predators. Uh, the first Alien versus Predator movie was really my least favorite. <laughs> was my least favorite, and Zoe loves cookies. Um, but as a whole, the idea. I've read comics. I've read novels. Um, there's just something about this creepy. Monster with okay. acid for blood that just fascinates me. Now I saw a little bit of uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem last night. I on liked one it of the a lot. HBOs. I liked it, and I didn't. I didn't see enough to get any real context. But uh, the synopsis basically said that it was an alien and a predator in a small Colorado town, and I thought, really, that's what we've come to. Yeah, that was my <laughs> first mean, reaction. Okay, <clears throat> um, I th- I still think they made a mistake. With the very first Alien vs. Predator, okay, when they brought, um, they tied them into present day Earth. 
Yeah, that was the one where they found the something in the Antarctic. They and, found a pyramid. Yes, like in, under the in ice. The Antarctic. And the, yeah. yeah. And it turns out I thought that the premise was very cool. That the predators Eels. have been coming to Earth for a very long time. Okay. And they influenced the Mayan civilization, the Egyptian civilization. Okay. I do too. But I think they did it at the wrong time. Uh-huh. They should have saved that for later because the best to me, the best thing to to do was to remain in space. Yeah. Go to that alien planet, mm-hmm. or the home planet, or the predator home planet, or something. Yes. And in the future, because all these movies, with the exception of the predator movies, the alien movies all took place in the future. The predator movies took place in present day. Oh, that's you know, something I never even thought about. That those stinking alien versus predator movies were happening in a time before Ripley. Yeah. And at all. Yeah. So. Wow. And of course, in the first Alien versus Predator, we see, uh, what's his name? It's the guy, you know, it's Bishop. Lance Henriksen plays him, but what's his name in the, in the, uh, Wayland, Mr. Wayland? Okay. He was part of the, the company that becomes known as Wayland Utani. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And in the second Aliens versus Predator movie, we see the woman at the very end whose last name is Utani. Uh huh. So they kind of, you know, call, tied everything together again and but the alien movies uh are the reason i love sigourney weaver as much as i do fair enough um alien 3 i think is a highly underrated movie i loved it i would rather watch it than uh right well of course well you know what's funny is that's the same director (laughs) yes david uh i mean uh, david fincher fincher david fincher yes I would rather watch Alien 3 than watch the first Alien, even though I love wow. I love the first Alien. Okay. But I absolutely love the third Alien, especially the special edition, which is included in the Adrian, a- Alien Quadrilogy, mm-hmm. when you could buy all four Alien movies together. There's a second disc for that particular movie that has the extended version on it. Oh, it's yes. very awesome. Very awesome. Anyway, uh, all things Aliens. I love them, as evidenced by that big two-foot alien. <laughs> right. A couple bought, shows back. Put it together. I was trying to put his... Remember what the lady said about the legs? Something about they had to be attached. Yeah, but they were difficult to attach. Oh, okay. yeah. I broke one of them when I was oh, no, putting Brad. it together. So I have to <sighs> have to get some good glue, epoxy or something. But it's cool. It, sta- it literally stands like two feet tall. It's nice. awesome. Um, but I eagerly await another... Even if it's Aliens versus Predator, I eagerly await it. Um, I just... For some reason, I, again, something about that creepy alien with the acid for blood. It's only it's got one one driving motivation. Yeah, it just to kill, just to kill. I, I likes um, to kill you, my little it's mouth very, too. It's very foreign that idea, but that something could be so <laughs> primal is just. I am. Um, I, I was Very looking. Interesting I was me. looking at at the synopsis for Predator Two. Yes. Because I remember it took place in the future. And it takes place. It came out in 1990. Yeah, and it took place in 1997. Right. So yeah. isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Why? Yeah. When did the first Predator happen? I have to, let me go I mean, back. did they have ray like, guns or flying no, cars no, or something? No, they in talk it? about no. global warming a little bit. In it. Oh, do they? Yeah, and, and 87. Is I didn't think that was a problem in 87. Part of the part of the plot in Alien uh, in Predator Two, mm-hmm. which had the great Danny Glover mm-hmm. and, and, the, and one, of the, one of the great movie taglines of all time, the Predator, he's in town with a few days to kill. Yes, that's <laughs> awesome. 
If I you don't the, get a job the, in the future of doing Don LaFontaine voiceovers, oh, there man. is something wrong with the world. My video guy tells me not to take that route. Really? Well, just not to do, uh, not to do like you know, imitation voices. In a world. Like but you got to find it, your it's voice. More you've got, a, it's you've more got your own voice. It's more a misery thing that uh, you know he wants you to it to come from yourself. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, saying yeah. you could do what Don LaFontaine does. Yeah, that's right. In a, in a world that's um, part of the deal with Alien or Predator Two. Well, the global warming thing okay. was that it was so hot and muggy, ah. and that's why that the predators liked that environment. That's why oh. they went to the rainforest jungle in the first movie. That's why they were attracted to okay. Los Angeles huh. in 1997. So are they reptiles? No, they just like that environment. All right, fair enough. So, and there's I that great, we would there, know. There, I mean, we've never seen their there, home planet or anything. Well, there's that great scene at the end of 80 of. of Two, where they go into the ship. You Danny see that. Glover walks into the ship and you he see the finds alien? the trophy room. Yeah. On the wall is that alien skull. Yeah. Oh, goosebumps. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then he says, I'm getting too old for this stuff. Uh, he said that in something else. Well, I, I like that scene where they uh, where the alien gives him that old pistol. Yeah, the Predator. Which you, which I, yeah, the Predator. And I guess you have to West assume that's, that's the last weapon that actually killed a predator like that's the trophy from maybe so yeah Dang. that's how i always interpreted that scene that I was like cool it. when he eliminated the one predator inside the ship uh-huh. and then all the other other predators start decloaking yeah and there's like 15 or 20 of them around him and he's Sweet. like who's next <laughs> step on up <laughs> wow. and then the and then the predator gives him that old west gun yeah. so cool but uh I remember in the theater seeing Predator 2 when, when they showed that alien skull. Uh-huh. First it had it like in a wide shot. And I thought, is that what I think it is? Then it cut in to like a medium shot, and you could definitely see it. All the fanboys in the audience were like, whoa. And yeah, I think awesome. they did that in, in Voyager, too. Remember with the um, with the hunter guys? The Herogen? The yeah. Herogen. They had a trophy room, too, and there was an alien skull in the background. Was it an alien skull, or was it one of Species 8427? No, nah, I think it was an alien yeah. skull. I don't know. Could it was so fleeting though? Yes, okay. eight, eight species A four seven two was uh, was did resemble in some passing form uh, predators. So or uh, aliens. aliens. So okay, I guess it uh, it could have been the same. All things alien predators. Number okay. three for Frank. Uh, I'll need me potted up for this. This is a song. Now we all know how music affects us in different okay. parts of our life and stuff. And oh, something sure. you love right now, or you loved when you were a certain age, you may not feel the same way for it right now this is a song i love and it's particularly one part of the song okay. rhett miller who is with the old 97 yes he came out with a solo album called the instigator and there's a song on there called uh, our love hmm. okay now i'm gonna play it i'll talk about the lyrics and then i'll talk about why i love the lyrics they're, they're not going to make a lot of sense at first but but let me just play this and let's see i think it's this one it fades up. It's only here we Okay, so that's that's the segment. Can you and I can read them? Read those because I only yeah. understood one line out yeah. of all that. And it's a, it's gonna sound weird. Kafka in his letters to his lover Melina was alive, but he was waiting for a love that would never arrive. 
Their rendezvous was singular. Her husband was his friend. She is a living fire. She is a reason to live. She is killing me, burning only for him. I'll spend my whole life loving her. My heart exploding words. Okay. (laughs) That was deep. Um, it is it is kind of deep, and the reason why I love the whole the, the whole song is about yeah. guys not being able to guys in history not being able to get the girls that they want, and it's the struggle. And the line that really speaks to me is, "She's killing me, burning only for him." That's just mm. I hear that, and it's just, and and I have actually been in that position. I think I, I, I think we've all been. I think in, we've all in, been there in that position. Have you ever sure. been there, Bill? Yeah, I'm that way with Jessica Alba. <laughs> But every time I and that's the song cash, that's Warren, just, I'll get you cash. That's that's the song that just that just so speaks to me right now. And every time I hear that line, in fact, I'm going to play it again. You can pot it just a little lower. It doesn't have to be that. that but every time I hear that line, and you know Kafka, why Kafka? Why not? Uh, well, he did he did have a relationship with that girl Milena. She's the living fire. She is the reason for me. She's I'm not in that position. I'm not. I'm not in love with anyone who's right. in love with someone. But it's just that scenario. And you know, I had to look it up because I wanted to know who was this Milena girl. And basically, she had written to Hot Kafka, going saying, "Hey, I like the story. I'd like to translate it into." Uh, Czechoslovakian. Okay. And he said, sure. And they started correspondence. And then they slowly started to develop this relationship. I don't know it, how far it went, but it couldn't go any further because she was married. Anyway. Okay. Our love, Rhett Miller from The Instigator. Wow. I love that song. Yes. Yeah. I think one of the themes, uh, I think one of the themes of the things that I love, uh, besides, you know, besides the family, um, is that I like escapism fair. And that's not my, it's not third bullet point on my list or anything, but I like to escape. Um, when I read something, watch something, listen to something, um, I like to get away from it. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of weepy dramas. I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, songs about, uh, loves lost or never found. Uh, you know, I, I want to just have fun, which is, uh, probably why I like the Justice League, which is why I like, uh, um, you know, pretty much everything I like, uh, um, my favorite comic, which is not officially the third thing on my list, Legion of Superheroes. You want to talk about total escapism, you go to the 30th century, and uh, you know what? Hey, <laughs> it's sci-fi, it's comic books. What could be worse about that? Um, sorry about the digression. Um, let me uh, come back to my point. Uh, the third thing that I love, and I do love this, and this is not an acquired taste either, is drumroll. No, don't worry about the drumroll. I'll just give it to you. Brahms Special. What? Did I ring a bell to anybody? Is it number three on your list? Yeah, I mean, I've got a list of like eight, but uh, oh. yeah, that's uh, this, this, that's, that's the, what uh, I've decided the is Pepper the third point. Knock off from Brahms. <laughs> you oh. are a romantic at heart. Oh, I love it so. Now, wait, so what was the deal with Saturday the 14th that was on your screen? Well, uh, because um, the. Something about the uh, the. There's going to be an announcement in the last episode about uh, the website coming out Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. And then so it just naturally got me thinking to, you know, well, what about Saturday the 14th? Uh-huh. And, you know, a funny movie with Richard Benjamin yes. uh, released in, what, 1980, 81, whatever it was. Um, 
but uh, uh, 81. But uh, Richard Benjamin did a lot of good movies uh, back yes, in did. those days. Uh, Goodbye Columbus is, yeah, he was a little younger back then. I was thinking uh, Love at First Bite. Yes. Um, which has one of the greatest um, uh, relatively off-color jokes I've ever heard in my life. And um, can can you share it, or is it that? You know what i I probably could share it, but you know what? I'm not going to. Okay. Um, if you people just have to know, email me or give me a ring or something. <laughs> and I'll let you know what it was. But uh, I don't want to offend, and I don't think this would be offensive. But uh, you know, oddly enough, I'm not going to take that chance. Gotcha. So, so there you go. Um, but uh, no, I do love uh, I do love Brahms special. Uh, I don't know if I love it more than Dr Pepper, but I love it as much, baby. Brahms special is effervescent yet uh, fruity. Um, it's the it 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 blows your palate's booty clean off, is what it does. So wow, that's a bold statement. Wow, that is a bold statement. Now, <laughs> I'm writing to Brahms corporate right now, and I'm gonna. You need to be their spokesman. You could make some serious bank with that slogan. It'll blow your palate clean off, man. Now let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Why is that on your list, but Dr. Pepper isn't? Um, because I figured Dr. Pepper was too obvious. Okay. I mean, That's I, fair I, and also, Dr. Pepper is a product of Texas, the great Lone Star State of Texas. Mm-hmm. But Brahms Special is a product of the great state of Oklahoma. Okay. Oh, so gotcha. Everything so the truth Brahms, comes out. Brahms comes from Oklahoma. Why don't you just move to Oklahoma? Why don't you I love Oklahoma so out. much. Why don't I just live there? I don't know. Why don't you marry it? You know what? There might not be any damn jobs for me up there either. So. <laughs> right, but you know what? I'm actually wearing, um, uh, not a coincidence necessarily, I'm actually wearing a Dr. Pepper uh, necklace right now. Neck Dan from San Ann. Thank you, Dan from San Ann, for good so many things. Yeah. So many things, yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I do love me some Dr. Pepper. I just figured, yeah, what the hell, let's go with an off-brand. <laughs> I originally thought about maybe putting Dr. Can the list, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> Dr. W, maybe. Yeah. Dr. Maybe. Bob. Dr. Bob, consider it. Bronze special? Oh, Yeah. So that's my list. And, you know, I hope that we're assuming that the wife and kids are on the list already because I don't want anybody to think that I, I think love that would be Brahms special. Yeah, I don't want anybody to think I love Brahms special more than Zoe. Well, you know, <laughs> or that I love Dragon Ball Z more than Sage. I had my kids on the list, but I thought, that, yeah, that's a given. That's I'd, a given. I would certainly hope so. I mean, these days it should be a given. Are you through with number two? I mean, back in the old days. Number three? You know, sometimes you had to sell your children for, uh, you know, you had to sell a lot of them for medical experiments because you couldn't pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's so not. don't a, grow attached to them. It didn't used to be a given. I'd like to think it is now. And that we have evolved as a society and that, um, you know, things are good. Okay. So. Bradley, Brad, Brad? Okay. We've already mentioned what my third one is. I don't remember. Ooh. I absolutely love Predator. It's Predator, right? <laughs> love the uh, TV show Lost. And I have that one nice. segment when you're ready. I think it is probably the greatest show in the history of television. And I'm not just saying that. Interesting. If I could only watch one show from here on out. Okay. I love Babylon 5. I've watched those DVDs over and over again. Yeah. I love uh, Cop Rock. I'm anxiously awaiting the day they put that out on DVD. I tried to find okay. you a bootleg copy. I know. Copy. I heard you. I heard <laughs> you at that booth. I love uh, the Monty Python show. I love 
old Saturday Night Live. Okay. But if somebody came to me and said, you may only watch one wow. TV show for the rest of your life, then it would be lost. It literally would be lost. Wow. Now, lost can be arguably confusing, especially if you jump into the middle of it. Of course. I think I'd go with Farscape. <clears throat> I, uh, but, but I'm we're down not, with your lost. We're not talking about Farscape. Right we now. should be. This no. is official can lost I, can talk. I, uh, can I we just, are in the lost take some segment. mild tweaks no, to my we are list in this the lost we, you have, That boat has sailed. We are on that the boat. That train has Dang sailed. It. That island has sh- time shifted. <laughs> 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 well, Brad, how about I play this lost in 30 seconds? Hang on. Okay. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is everything you need to know about lost in 30 seconds. Hang on. Hang on. Because I, I, you know, I'm... Nice. And this is from Brad, and I got this from Brad's favorite website. Go for it. Okay, ready? Here we go. Lost in 30 seconds. In the beginning, a plane broke apart over the South Pacific. A bunch of folks were stranded on a mysterious island for 108 days with smoke monsters, polar bears. Yeah, you get the idea. Okay, only six were rescued. The rest vanished along with the island. Don't worry, I'll get back to that. Now, the ones who were rescued have got to go back and save the people they left behind. That's four seasons in a nutshell. All right, let's get into the last episode of Lost. What's happening to our friends on the island right now? Turns out they're traveling through time. Every time the bright light flashes, bam, they're in a different time. And that's it. That's where we're at. You know, that was actually a uh, a fairly comprehensive analysis there. (laughs) I, I... I'm with you. I've been there for Lost from the first episode, and I think it is phenomenal, and I don't want to overuse the word sublime, but there is very little about Lost I do not just love. I've started watching season one again with my DVDs. Okay. I don't know if I ever said it on the show, but it, remember, I couldn't find um, I couldn't find uh, my, Lost one, my Lost season one DVD. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. girl had them. You know, Who had Amy the girl had him. Amy. Uh, you want to tell that story? Okay. It's kind of. Fun. I mean, it's. So we story. went to Amy the girls to watch the season premiere of season five. Right. Little Nancy was Little there. Little Nancy was there. Amy the girl was there. Frank and I were there. Nice. Um, and on the way out, I was like, you know, I I wanted to start watching the whole show f- again from season one, but I loaned somebody my season one DVD, and I can't, I can't <laughs> remember who it was, and I saw the light go on over Amy's head, and she went, "Oh, hang on a second. She leaned down and opened the cabinet. There it was, my lost <laughs> season one. And Brad was just like, I've been well, looking for this. Yeah, well, that was Because it was me. So I've started watching Lost over again. And watching, first off, watching the back-to-back-to-back yeah. is a totally different experience. Okay. But watching them from the beginning, knowing what we know now, is yeah. pretty awesome. See, that that would be totally cool. It's almost like uh, um, the first time... Uh, you know, the first time you watched uh, The Phantom Menace, and then you go back and watch A New Hope, and you just go, <gasps> yeah, I'll, you know that that's kind I'll of a that. that's kind of a stretch. Yeah, I think. But, well, um, it's you know the first time you go back and you see old Ben, and you know. Now we've had four episodes up till now. I can give you a synopsis if you're ready for each of them. <sighs> okay, season. Well, first off, season five so far thoughts. Um, now we we will say that as of the airing of this episode, uh-huh. neither of us have seen the the latest episode. That's in. right. So we are an episode behind from from all you listeners out yes. there. But we saw the first four. We can talk about the first four. Yes. Um. Okay. So season five, because you left, that was the first one. The remaining survivors begin to erratically jump through time after the island is moved. Jack and Ben begin their quest to reunite the Oceanic Six. 
Hurley and Saeed are ambushed at the safe house. The second episode, The Lie. Hurley and Saeed are on the run from the cops. Hurley confesses that the Oceanic Six have been lying. The island survivors are attacked by armed men. Ben learns that he's uh, he only has 70 hours to reunite the Oceanic Six. Jughead. Desmond goes into into in search of Daniel Faraday. That was a great episode. Uh, uh, Daniel Faraday's mother and learns from Charles Whitmore that she is in Los Angeles. The island survivors jump to 1954, where Locke is unable to convince Alpert that he is from the future, and Faraday is tasked with defusing a hydrogen bomb. The final episode, The Little Prince. Well, while on their way to the Orchid Station, the island survivors jumped to the day Aaron was born, and that. And then to 1988, where Jen is found by Rousseau's science team. In 2007, Jack, Kate, Saeed, Ben meet, meet, and Kate realize that Ben has been sending the lawyers after Aaron. So that's where we're at. Now, <clears throat> I thought the first two hours, the first episode, was just oh, so awesome. Yes. It was great to have them back. I thought, in fact, the other three episodes, I loved them all. Yeah. You made a comment lately, recently to me that you didn't feel like the fourth episode. The Little Prince, um, I, I used some choice words for it, uh, which I won't reveal here. But uh, let's wait till we get to that episode and I can tell okay. you what. But the first episode. <clears throat> um, there there are, I, I've got a, a, a list here of a couple of, like each episode, a couple of things that happen. Like, mm -hmm. kind of like what you said, um, you know, son... Finds Charles Wis Charles Widmore mm -hmm. off the island, mm -hmm. goes to him because they both have a thing. They want to get rid of mm -hmm. Ben. Um, well, l let me ask you. So, so the yeah. big, I, arguably, the big reveal has been done. We know that this is about time travel. Yes, that that is what the show's about now. That is, we now know that's what the island, that's what everyone's experiencing. That's the big secret: time yeah. travel. Period. I think there is absolutely no question left as to what the big mystery of Lost is. Right. That it has to do with time travel. Now, of course, now the people on the island are jumping back and forth through time. Mm -hmm. You know, it, but, and obviously there's some issues because some people left, and that's why all this craziness is happening. But something about the island uh, enables time travel of some kind. Right. And okay, we'll tie this in. I mean, do you think, you know, so where the hell did the smoke monster going? Where are the polar bears go? Are you thinking that they're. I think the polar bear has been. Do been you, answered. Are you thinking that there were? Yeah, I, I'm with you. But uh, mm -hmm. do you think that, that there's been time hopping going on up, you know, before this point? I don't think time hopping was happening up until Ben turned the the wheel in the frozen chair. Right. Okay. okay. Other than mm -hmm. the flashbacks, right? But nobody on the island has been hopping. Okay. But you know, yeah, you don't think that yeah there have been others or anything. No. And it's interesting that uh, that apparently it's just you know it's just that little band of people that are they're time hopping. Even though they're, they're meeting and interacting with lots of other people from other timelines, you know why wouldn't those other people also get swept up in the in the the, the wave of time? Well, there mean, was a comment Daniel Faraday made in the last episode about he said we must have been inside the radius. Yeah, yeah. meaning I mean that we've everybody read enough, inside the radius was time travel. Yeah, we, we've read enough comic books to realize that they'll come up with a, a yeah. plausible explanation. But I then guess. that and, and up until just now, I never really thought. Well, okay, Richard Alpert and the others mm. were also inside the radius, 
Okay. So why aren't they affected by the time travel? Why is it just the they quote unquote too, huh? stars of the show that are jumping back and forth in time? You know, why why are the are the others are they that special that they're not going to be affected by this? Well, we know that they've been on the island for a while. Um the only people that seem to be affected are the people who have recently come on to the island. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, no, that's not true because the blonde woman who was one of the others, she's been there for quite a while. Not but... quite a while. Remember, there was a episode where we saw Richard on the mainland yeah. recruiting Juliet to come to the island. Okay. So it hasn't been that long. Okay. So the people who are new to the island but not – you don't have to be on – it doesn't have to be pre to plane, but it crashed. But it has to be there, – there, there was some event that – says, okay, from this point on, everyone that comes on the island will be affected by the by the time shifting. So we don't know what that event is. And I was talking to a buddy at work about this. <clears throat> there's only, very sorry, there's only one issue that has happened in the last few episodes that I'm still not clear about. I still don't understand what that particular thing means. It's like one question that hasn't been answered. I think every other question has been answered for me. I understand everything that's going on. What's the question? Who? Okay, in the last episode, when they traveled forward in time, and they found, remember Sawyer runs over to where the beer is? He goes, what's a Dharma beer? Yeah. They run over there, and they fell on all the empty cans. Then they found those long, skinny wooden boats. Yes. This is a future that we haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. We don't know who the skinny boats were right who, who how they get there and then they get in one they start going around yeah, the bend go to get to the, the other side of the island yeah another skinny boats behind them mm -hmm. and people are shooting at them yeah. we don't know who this group of people is right so that to me is the only unanswered question so far i have a theory on that with probably. the exception of okay how did Locke convince everybody to get together and come back to the island mm -hmm. uh, assuming that happens so What's yeah, your theory we, we on that? On that um, that's skinny. them shooting at themselves because they know that if they go around that bend, bad things are going to happen. So they're trying to stop themselves. Do we at any point? <laughs> that okay, That's interesting. <laughs> that is very cool. That is. Yeah, I've well, still got that episode on the, on the TiVo. We could go check that out because I we you never see who well, they are. Well, we see them, but aren't they? I mean, they're they're in the yeah, background. You never see who they are. Aren't they wearing like dark uniforms or something or other? I mean, it's we never see like they're enough wearing of, like police yeah. uniforms. We never see no. We never see enough of of who's okay. in that boat. All it's, right. it's dark. We don't we don't know. Yeah. So, piecing together a rough timeline. Oh, I like that, Frank. Of inhabitants mm -hmm. of the island, would be Richard Alpert and his gang. I think they are, what Doctor Marvin Candle, in the first episode referred to as the indigenous indigenous. Dangerous population? population of the island. I think okay. he's referring to the others. Well, yeah, I guess you would consider Ben and Juliet part of the others. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Richard and his group, who incidentally Locke is now the leader of, mm -hmm. which is, just blows my mind. But anyway. Mm -hmm. So we've got the others have been there. They've always been there. Kind of like Vorlons. I like I that. I've always been here. Ooh. Anyway. Um, goosebumps. Sorry about that. Then we saw a time jump to around the 50s when, and I learned this from the pop-up video version 
of of the previous week's oh, episode. Man, they the pop up video says these group of people were wearing uniforms that resembled military uniforms of the United States in the fifties. So I think that's their way of saying, okay, yep. the army has found the island. They're on the island. I'm assuming that's what that means. Mm-hmm. So we've got the others. Then we've got the the army in the fifties. Then we've got the Dharma Initiative in the 70s, of which Ben was a part of, but then he helped kill. And then the others have always been there the whole time. So what, Ben Ben comes to the Dharma Initiative, uh, decides there's something wrong with it, kills them all, and then joins and the leads the others. Yes. Kind of like Locke is going to join and lead the others yes. at some point and in the future. we have learned... That Widmore was part of the army mm-hmm. back in the fifties because yep. one calls him by name yep. Widmore. Um, so so he was on the island and he went, "Oh, hey, there's something." He said yeah, he knew here. there was something special about the island. It's possible that when the Dharma Initiative came in, uh, after the army discovered what was going on, the Dharma Initiative was called in mm-hmm. to start doing the research or whatever. But Widmore, at, you know, when the army left, he knows there's something about this island. And then yeah. he heard maybe the Dharma Initiative got wiped out or something. Well, no, was, that's just me thinking. Yeah. I don't think the outside world knows that the Dharma Initiative is gone because in previous seasons we've seen drops, plane drops. Right. You yeah. know, of food and stuff for the Dharma Initiative. So, so the, 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 the element, the added element of the actual, the, like the U.S. Army being on the uh-huh. island is a new thing this season. And the bomb and what was their plan? I mean, yes. Ar- arguably. That this island is somewhere in the South Pacific, so maybe the army was just using it as a base during World War II. Well, well it's the fifties. I mean, it's the so, army. My mm-hmm. guess is that hydrogen bomb was the fail-safe plan. That was the, that was they were going to thermally cleanse the island if need be. You know, if whatever, okay. if whatever is on the island gets away from them, you know, becomes not in their control, then there's their final solution. So look out. Um, and of course, that's just me guessing. I I do not. I don't keep up on the uh, the message boards. Um, yeah, I, I at one point when uh, when we watched the first few seasons, uh, Lawson, you, me, you, uh, all of us, uh, uh, go to television without pity, and uh, would uh, get pretty good scoops uh, that way. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done that. Uh, I've just been watching the episodes and trying to figure it out on my lonesome. So, yeah, um, I like spoilerfix.com. Now, now there are spoilerfix.com. Yeah, put those in the uh, show notes. So I can remember that. There have been some things I've really dug about uh, about this season so far. I mean, it uh, you know, in some respect, it's almost like Battlestar Galactica, and you can't keep up with me here because you haven't watched it yet. I have. Son of a gun. Um, does it feel like uh, Lost and Battlestar Galactica, both, uh, they're both relevant, they're both fun, they're both well done, they're both worth watching, but it almost feels like the their reason the reason for existence for both shows has come and gone. It almost feels like they're they're okay, man. Um, we got to figure out what to do from here because we did what we wanted to do, and now you know I just I'm not sure where we're going. No, Matthew Fox swore two or three years ago, and all the rounds he made that now the producers they know where the show where the show's going, they know what's going to happen, they know how it's going to end. He's been swearing that you know for a good couple of years now, even though people are going, what the hell's going on now? There are still several mysteries, yeah, about the island left to be. Left to be discovered, yes. Much less well, solved. To be I hope explained, um, lots of them. So, yeah, we know now. Like Frank said, that the question mm-hmm. has been answered. What is the deal with the island? It's time travel. 
Okay. But how does that affect the whole story? We still don't know. And yeah. this is and this is something that you know when I first heard this element, I was thinking, I, it felt like they wrote themselves in a the hole concerning this. Um, here you go. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, Good. <laughs> that helps. Um, when when Faraday said that you cannot change the past, nothing in the past can be changed. I have a theory about that. Okay, what is it? Well, keep going. Well, that, that that's just it. I'm wondering. So, what value of the island, except for study, could it possibly have if you can't change anything? I mean, if you can travel back in time and just be an observer, well, that's great. Is there really value in that other than scientific value? If you can't change the time, if you can't change the outcome of something, because that's that's usually the goal of time changing. Wow. Let's go back. Let's change something to benefit me or benefit other people first of all do you believe faraday and has he given a straight answer to one question his entire run of the show yeah he has i think faraday i, I like told his character a lot that you can't change the past uh -huh. to try to keep a band-aid on the situation yeah because of the fact that he went back and banged on the door you're and right. talked to desmond yep. you're right tells me that yeah you dang Daniel well can believes that there is a chance that you could actually affect the future by influencing the past. Now, I'm with you, but I'll take it a step further. I think Faraday knows dang well you can, and he knows, you know, just like if, God forbid, you really could step in a time machine, go back and change the past, how dangerous that would be because, you know, you could screw things up for everybody very easily with one simple mistake. One Having mistake. said all this, mm -hmm. in the very first episode when we see Marvin Candle mm -hmm. filming well, mm -hmm. it's actually that's not his real name because they call him by another name. All right. But he was using the name Marvin Candle when he was filming one of those training that's videos. So cool. And the the guy busts in and says, "We got a problem at the orchid." Mm -hmm. Um. So the guy, whoever it is, Marvin Candle, is talking to the foreman or whatever, and he says, "Yeah." You know, he's mentioned something about time travel. This island has properties that deal with time travel. So, and, the, and the foreman goes, "Oh, so you mean like we could go back in time and kill Hitler?" Right. And and Candle says, don't be ridiculous. There are rules. Yeah. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you couldn't go back and kill Hitler and yeah. change the world. But he understands the consequences of messing with the past. Well, I don't want to get too philosophical, but, you know, the idea that if you can go back and change time, you know, are you actually changing the reality that you live in, or are you splintering off another version of reality? You know, the the concept that there's an infinite number of dimensions, universes, whatever. I'll, uh, and every uh, time back you make future too. Well, every time you make a decision, you know, you every time you make a decision, you know, you spawn a, a new reality. One reality where you made decision A, one reality where you made decision B. You know, I think we've discussed this before. You know, there's, you know, in this world, you know, this this theoretical, you know, infinite, you know, universe with infinite numbers of dimensions. You know, there's a universe where Brad is the king of the planet Earth, and there's a universe where Brad awesome. uh, died in a car wreck on the way to work this morning. Dang. You know, so I mean, it just you know, there's you know, every every conceivable option that could That's happen so to do. is happening in one of the universes somewhere. So if you go back and change things, you know, it's like. Yeah, and even time traveling, you know, into the future, it's like, are you changing, you know, you know, like, you know, all the X Men days of future past and stuff, where, you know, the people from the future come back and go, you got to change this to fix the future to save it. In Star Trek, 
you know, it seems that, you know, uh, you are, you're confined to one particular timeline, but in most other mediums we deal with, it seems like there can be an infinite number of timelines. I mean, hell, Terminator 2, you know, describes, you know, reality as a, as a multi-laned highway, and you're kind of hopping from one lane to the other. You know? And that's the problem with time travel is that you can you can always find slipper ways around if yeah. you're writing yourself in a corner or something yeah. like that. But uh, like you said, I hope that the writers just have an end game that isn't going to mm-hmm. end up being, you know, a whole bunch of just silliness. At this point, it feels to me like they actually know how this show is going to end. Agree. Because yeah. all the pieces I think so too, yeah. are fitting into place for me without any kind of – there ain't no – Square pegs trying to be put in round holes here. You know yeah. what I mean. So, so now, let's, with that said, there's still a lot of stuff going on that just makes me go, "Why are you doing this? Why, you know, why are you screwing with us like this? There's no reason." Like the, um, uh, just specifically from the last episode, um, you know, the the whole thing with uh, uh, with the nosebleeds, and you know, Daniel seems to understand what's going on, you know, but he's unwilling to venture a guess. Um, I don't know that he's unwilling to venture a guess. He just doesn't want to. He's just the the dude again has never given a straight answer to anything. Um, you know the the so the, do you the think he's walk, the real bad? Well, the night. No, I I don't. I, I think, think he's doing everything. He I can think Faraday to, to, to prevent catastrophe. Yeah, I think Faraday is. I think Faraday is a good guy. Um, I think Faraday though has his agenda. And his agenda may not, you know, include keeping everybody completely up to, you know, to speed at all times on everything that he's thinking. Um, because Need you know, to know basis. Yeah, we know that he's kind of jacked the time stream, you know, once or twice. And, uh, you know, we, we know that he wants other people to think different things than he is aware of. You know, like the whole thing, you know, he well, knows you can go back and jack with time. He's trying but to he control doesn't want anybody the situation. Else to know that. Exactly. Yeah. He's trying to control the situation and prevent people from doing things that will just... Totally mess it up for everybody. Yeah. Which is why when he goes and he, he bangs on the door for 20 minutes, why are you banging on my door for 20 minutes, brother? <laughs> before yeah. before he does that, he even says to himself, please let this work. Please let this work. He's not 100% sure. Yeah. You know? I love He's his character. He's trying to do everything he can to prevent as many things from going wrong as possible. Yeah. I just, I, I, I love Daniel's character. I he's too. He's one of, the, one of the great ads to the show. Um, and a, a couple of reveals mm-hmm. that that I can think of is um, the what's the Chinese guy's name or uh, Jin. Jun? No, not not no. not the Korean guys. Not oh. Sun and oh Jin. yeah, oh son of a gun. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's the uh, he's the, the wise Daniel and Daniel yeah. and the redhead girl Charlotte, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. third guy. You yes, know, the, yeah, yes. the the ghost speaker. Yeah, the guy who can sense the dead. Mm-hmm. He at the beginning of the first episode of this season. When Martin Candle, who you don't know because his face is concealed, mm-hmm. the guy's shaving, he picks up an infant um, and, uh, you know, hugs him or rocks yeah. him or something. That infant is that guy that the dead speak Oh, of. man. Oh. And that's why he can sense it because he's been on the island <laughs> before. Okay. Why else draw the attention to that baby? Okay. So this Martin Candle guy. Is what is this guy's name? Here, I'll look it up. I look up. I can't lunch. remember his name. Let's see. I've also got. I tell you one of the Lost things I've really dug about it though is the uh, the way they. You know, I thought the the idea of splitting the Oceanic Six up from the rest of the crew. Is it Miles? 
Miles. Mm, I can't remember. I'm sorry. And I'm looking at it. It's I'm, Miles. That okay. sounds. Okay, we'll name. go with Miles. It's Miles. Yeah, Miles is Marvin Candle's infant. That's my prediction. I, I think that's Do you think it's a actually good prediction. Marvin Candle's son? Actual uh, probably. Offspring. It's implied that that's, that's his child. I'm, okay. You know. Um, and remember the, was it, uh, when Daniel went back in time and, and, uh, this young, maybe older teenage girl with a rifle came up and was holding him at gunpoint and somebody called her Ellie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually, and he even says, you look familiar. Yeah. I yeah. think that's his mom. Oh, okay. Eloise Hawking, who the, is the gray-haired lady okay. that Desmond saw back in season three, I think. Hmm. She would not sell him a wedding, an engagement ring because and she, because she said, you need to go back to the island. Right. Okay. Um, and she was in the latest episode. She had that big machine going with the, the big thing swinging on the ground making chalk marks. Yes. You know, like she's predicting maybe where the island's going to jump to. Right, next right, right, right. I think... It's implied that that lady is Daniel's mom. Yes. But I think the young girl hmm. that was called Ellie back in the 50s is Daniel's mother, and that's why he says you look familiar. Oh, wow. I think. Yeah. So wow. that's, a, that's a good theory. And then to find out that Ben was actually the one behind the lawyers uh, and Kate. Yeah, you know, we, we, need, we need more exposition there. I thought that was – I thought that last episode, I, I thought – thought you know oh cookies <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> give me one awesome thank you professor thank you prof oh they're warm yay let's say uh she's on the list of things i love so to the professor to you didn't like the last thank you professor episode i thought in, in my opinion it was cool That's i don't think we, all we learned was that um was that jen is back and oh yeah jen's back mm-hmm um, that last episode, I thought the whole thing with the woman in the motel room, um, that was, um, that's, uh, Clarice's mother, the whole lawyer thing was such a red herring, such an obvious red herring that it was just like, come on. I don't, like, you're, some... you were going to waste 20 minutes of my time to tell me well, nothing. There here's was, a, there was some time wasted in that episode. Here's oh. a brief recap of that episode. Um, a couple of like points. <clears throat> um, Charlotte awakens after the last latest flash in her Locke, Sawyer, Juliet, Faraday, and Miles go to the Orchid Station. Okay. Kate asks the lawyer challenging her custody of Aaron who the client is, but he refuses to identify the person. Kate decides to follow him to his client. And then, of course, later in that episode, we see him meet with Ben. Um, Sawyer sees Kate in the past helping deliver Claire and Aaron. That was a great scene. I like that scene a lot. Because you could tell he's really, you know, he wants to be with Kate. And just the fact that, you know, if, if in fact you could uh, yeah. affect the past, what would have happened if he had gone over there? You know? I just, I, you know, I oddly enough, I, I don't mean to start an argument, but I thought that scene was actually a little bit weak. I um, liked it. I, I just, liked it a lot. Well, the, the whole, I thought it was, I, I, thought it was I hate very the, weak. The, the demasculation of Sawyer I'm not down with. And I'm not okay. I'm not saying that I don't need Sawyer bristling his uncovered pecs. You know, <laughs> I don't need to see him without a right. shirt like most people want to see apparently. But I do not like you know the the homogenization 
the homogenization of characters in almost any series just bugs the living crap out of me. I understand that characters have arcs and they start in one place and they have a journey and they end in another. But it seems like so often that, that the journey, what the journey does is it smooths all the rough edges off a character. Mm-hmm. And it leaves a bunch of characters who are, again, let me use the word homogenous. Uh, you know, does that mean it, they're... They're all they, pasteurized. They, yeah, pretty much. They've, <laughs> they've all been, they've all been heated to you know to get the pathogens out. But um, yeah, I mean, and you see this in pretty much every Star Trek series except for the first one, where you start off with. I'm serious. I mean, you know what they yeah. what they do with Worf. You know, Worf was a Klingon who all he wanted was battle, and by the end of it, he's shacking up with Troy. They yeah. they have homogenized him. You know, um, you know, seven of nine. She is homogenized. You know, and, and they're doing the same dang thing with Sawyer. That doesn't mean that, that this show is awful and shouldn't be watched anymore. It's just something to watch out for. You know, I just I don't like the idea that you know all of a sudden you know oh Sawyer is going to be the he's going to be the the rascal with a heart of gold. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I just I think that you know I, I think that that Lost it, it's the same thing that that many other shows deal with, and and you know Lost is is. You know, Lost is not perfect. Uh, big surprise. Like uh, no other TV show yeah, has ever I mean, been perfect, except for Farscape. I will give <laughs> I will give you that this has been the weakest episode of the season so far. Yes, okay. but I I don't think it's bad. But there were there were some great moments in it, though. Man, I just the the uh, the the visual of Jack and Saeed and uh, and uh, uh, oh, help me, Early? Uh, chocolate getting ben? to me, Linus. Mm-hmm. Um, the the shot of Jack Said and Linus, they're standing there in the you know out front of the hospital or whatever it is, and it's like okay we got a job to do let's go do it you know and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself man it's like freaking Kirk Spock and McCoy man <laughs> it's like it's like the triumvirate you know it's like the the three mighty it's like you know Captain America Iron Man and Thor you know it's just it's just the the mighty triumvirate is together for the first time ever and each one of them incredibly good at what they do and you know they'll get the job done you know they'll move heaven and earth to do it and i just i just that dang near gave me goosebumps and then it occurred to me that uh that they kind of did the same thing on the island um almost like i'm sorry i'm not trying to grind farscape into the dust this is not a joke but in the the third season of farscape they do the same thing they split the cast up for yeah. the entire season and which is a They're great doing, split, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked out great in in Farscape, but they're doing that this season, big surprise, in Lost. But I think it occurred to me uh, last Wednesday night for the first time that they've got this split up quite well because, you know, on the island, they've got their own triumvirate, kind of, with Locke and Sawyer and do you want to throw Juliet in there or yeah. do you want to throw yeah. Daniel in there? Yeah, Who Juliet. do you want to be the third leg of the triumvirate? Juliet. But... You know, you see, so you got Locke, Sawyer, and Juliet. You know, on the island, and it's like that's bad to the bone, man. Uh, it's almost not so much of a triumvirate because I guess you've got Kate. You know, I mean, okay, you got six of them off the island. You got you know more than that on the island. But yeah, I just I really appreciate you know how they're able to keep you know the the plots you know moving forward. You know, in both locations, and mm-hmm. you know, the, with a couple of red herrings thrown in, you know, the, the whole stuff with the lawyer. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it a whole lot. Following the lawyer to the blonde lady's house turns out to be, you know, Claire's mom, but Claire's mom had nothing to do with it. Yeah, that was like, it's like really because that did seem coincidental, and that that did that did spark a really, yeah, really, like, really, really. 
So why You're are we going to spend them? 20 minutes on something that's not going to go I know. Anywhere? It's like you people have got like 48 episodes left. You know, you got three 16 season, you got three, three seasons, 16 left. Two? One season, 16 episodes. Huh? Season six will be the last season. Well, so you got this season, and then you got one more 16 yes. episode season. So, so that's two okay, seasons. Okay, so you've got like, all right. Okay, so you've got uh, what? 20, uh, 32 episodes. I'm not doing the math right yeah, now. 32 uh, episodes, episodes yeah, 32 episodes and two seasons. Yeah, so you got 32 Actually, wait, episodes left. we were told they were, each one was going to be bumped up to 17 episodes. So oh, okay. good. Yeah, even better. Even better, 34. we'll take it. Um, so you're going to burn, you know, half of one of those precious 30-some-odd episodes um, on that. Okay. I didn't sure. mind it at We'll all. do that. Um, then there cool. was just one other thing I was going to mention, then we'll close. Okay. And um, then I wanted to mention one other thing, but it's about Lost. Keep going. The, uh, as far as all the time travel goes, it was cool seeing, like, mm-hmm. when the the light in the hatch came on. Yeah. You know, that was neat. Um, yeah, I hate to admit, I'm sitting there watching that, and it never hit me. I'm sitting there going, what is that, what is that, you know, what is that dang, that beam of light yeah. going to the sky and why the heck won't Locke go over there and look at it that was and then obviously exactly by, what it was. by the end of the episode you realize what it is but you know i just it kind of hacked me off at the time it's like you know stop being secretive and that, that's the one thing that, that gets to me i guess it's just you know what stop having you know it, everything doesn't have to be a, a secret you know i can't yeah. i can't tell you the you know i can't give you the answer to the question you just asked me <laughs> i don't have really have a reason why i just can't tell you you know, Locke can't tell him why they don't want to go to the, to the hatch. I don't think Locke even knew himself. I mean, he didn't want to meet him. He didn't want to run into himself, I guess. But, um, but you know, he didn't have a good reason um, for not going there. I, just, you know, I, mean, I think they I get, didn't have to go all the freaking way around anyway. They could have gone right I by get the it. feeling that everybody is concerned with damage control at this point. Okay. Because they're scared of the whole time, time travel Timeline time. damage control and the um, butterfly effect. I'm, earlier I said there was only one time travel issue that hadn't been answered and okay. that was the long canoe thing uh-huh. the, there is another one with the flaming arrows that whole bit mm-hmm. we're not exactly sure what time period that was and right. who was shooting the arrows but i would like to point out that the one guy that sawyer called frogert mm-hmm. the one that, yeah he was wearing a red shirt really he got, he got hit it was the first one to get hit with an arrow he was wearing a red shirt okay was he the one that burst into flames yeah, he was the one much. that was complaining a whose a whole bunch. Yeah, and Sawyer says, whose shirt is this? He goes, it's mine. Can I have it? You know, that whole deal. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, That's funny. The, the red shirt syndrome. Okay, so we're eating cookies. Sorry about this. I wish I'd made that connection myself. <laughs> I'm not. Um, so let's talk about Endgame. Where do we think the show is headed? What is the big reveal? What is the plan? What... Who is the bad, you know, how is the show going to end? I Predictions. Know, I Brad, you ready to go? I'm not even going to participate in this conversation. I'd say I don't mean to shock if it hurt you, but, um, you know, I don't know where it's going, and I am not trying to figure it out. I don't want to be ride, surprised. Baby. I don't want to think too much to, to try to figure it out ahead of time. I've kind of never been that way anyway. I mean, I'll go into a movie, and I do not try to figure out where it's going. I just I just ride it, and I enjoy the roller coaster. I, I think it has something to do with living forever. I think it's – it's and that's based on J.J. Uh, Abrams' track record of, of, of immortality being fascinating to him. And I think he wants to – and I think it has something to do with living forever. That's someone's goal. They want to live for, or they want to die because they have been living forever, or something like that. Adler. Well, we've mm. we've been um, led to believe that first off, the Allen's been there for an extremely long time because of the four-toed statue. Mm-hmm. 
um, and the fact that Richard Alpert never ages. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. Albert, not Adler. <laughs> What's his name? Edit that Albert. 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 Like Herb Albert. Yeah. Only with bushier eyebrows. You know, I've been looking in vain for the lost version, or, or the family version of Lost. The family version of Lost. Family Guy version of Lost. Have you guys ever seen that? I don't uh, think I have. No, I saw where uh, Peter went to the executive washroom. Yes. Was, well, that, was that it? Something similar. Let's see if I can remember, put it in detail. <laughs> um, Peter says something to effect of like, this is more confusing than Lost. And then they show uh, Jack, oh and he's talking to Kate, and Jack goes, it's the island. It's a mystery. We can't figure it out. Here, give me that bag. Starts to hyper. He's hyperventilating. He's breathing in her bag. She goes, Jack, that has my poo in it. And he's still breathing in it. He goes, it's all part of mystery. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's all part of the mystery. But they can't find it. Oh, well. It's all part of mystery. Well, I think we can all agree that Lost is pretty good stuff. So that's it. Things we love. Lost. And, and Brad, the only reason I know we can go on, but I'm, we're getting one bar on the I River, and well, I let's, don't want to. Let's wrap it up. Let's yeah. Shut it down, baby. Yeah, before we lose it. Okay, so thank you, uh, DCBS, for sponsoring us. You can visit us at our new website, hhwlod.com. Yes. Or you can go to the old-fashioned uh, halfhourwasted.com. Uh, be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes every Thursday, where they go in depth into your favorite graphic novels. They're a great show, and they're on the, uh, the hhwlod network. And uh, with that said, drop us an email, halfhourwasted at gmail.com, Brad at halfhourwasted.com, Bill at halfhourwasted.com, or Frank hey. at halfhourwasted.com. Frank, if I might add something, you've become adept at the formatics. So, nice job. Thank you. I mean that. Oh, okay, it's a compliment. I didn't know. It's a compliment. <laughs> All right, with that said, thank you, Limp Biscuit. I love you. Up. Go what, was that? Up. what was that? What was that, Bill? I love you guys. Oh. All right. Bill, you guys are okay. Take I love you guys, too. Take my freaking mic down. Bill. You guys are okay. I love you. I'm a-